shout at each other. I, I think that's a very unfair take on what this podcast is going to be now. Welcome to Hand of Pod, everybody. Welcome to Hand of Pod, episode 365. We've now got one episode for every day of a non-leap year, just as next year is going to be a leap year. So next week, we'll have one episode for every day of next year. Um, and this is quite fitting, because before I went away on holiday, I completely forgot, as did Andres, uh, that the episode that we recorded um, right before I went away was our ninth anniversary episode. So happy birthday, everybody. In particular, happy anniversary, Dan, because you've been here since the start. Um, Mm. I'm Sam Kelly, and I'm joined this week on Hand of Pod by Andres. Hello, Sam. English, Dan. Hello, and welcome. Who you had heard already. And Tony. Hello, everybody. Who might be on a little more frequently in the next few weeks. Probably. Um, If you run a company in Buenos Aires and would like to employ Tony, please get in touch. Uh, because uh, he's currently unemployed. Um, We're sponsored by Fanatis, who are a wonderful company who provide our listeners around the world and other people as well uh, with the opportunity to watch Argentine football, the Superliga, the Copa Argentina, and later in the season, the Copa de la Superliga, or the Copa Superliga, or whatever they're calling it this season. Well, they have this weird champions trophy between Racing and Tigre in would, a week I or so. I think so. I think yeah. they had the Supercopa and that Argentina. kind of stuff generally. So That's that's something to subscribe for, um, Indeed, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a great game. Supercopa de la Superliga, it's, or something like that. <laughs> it's still super. No, I think not, they changed it? it. They just went for champions trophy or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was a little less ridiculous, maybe? Maybe. A little. Who knows? Um, Anyway, you can get a seven-day free trial followed by 20% off your first three months. I've got that the right way around, haven't I? It's not 3% off your first 20 months uh, with Fanatis. Mm. By going to fntz.co slash H-O-P and using the discount code H-O-P-F-Z. Do it now and you'll be supporting the podcast. Um, Right. I... A joked uh, to these gentlemen sitting around the table with me before we started recording, or rather in the email when I sent out to see who was interested in recording this week, uh, that I hadn't been paying any attention at all to anything that had happened while I've been away, as listeners will be aware, I've been on holiday for the last two weeks. Um, it wasn't actually a joke. I'm aware of one or two of the things that happened, and obviously I watched the Libertadores final, but I haven't watched any Superliga games. I can only remember one or two of the scores because I had them, some of them flashing up on my phone while they were happening, but that's about it. So basically, this episode is going to be you three telling me what's happened, and thereby telling our, our listeners what has happened um, over the last two weeks. But There's one also place... some big non-football news as well. I think you might have covered it before a holiday, but it's really... Uh, Regenemy going for the Boca vice presidency. It's been yes. the only thing to talk, to talk about recently. Depending on how much time we've got left towards the end of the podcast, uh, then we might discuss that. Uh, there is a Boca Juniors in English podcast, remember, who uh, I have to admit I haven't listened to them, mm. but they, they're probably going to be good to listen to their election special because the Boca presidential elections are this coming Sunday. Yes. I think you know that this has to do with, of course, the elections, but personal problems mm. between... 
Juan Ramon Riquelme and Daniel Angelisi. Indeed, yes. Yes, they're not fond of each other. No. Uh, first of all, however, I, I think that it would be remiss of us, even though it happened a week and a half ago, was it? Was it only a week and a half ago, the Libertadores final? Not, uh, nearly two weeks. Not to mention... By the time this gets done, it will be three days. It's Thursday already, isn't it? So it's getting on to two days. weeks. Yes. Can I watch that in Teal Camera? That seems absolutely nuts. Um, but I think it would be remiss Shut of us up. not to review the Libertadores final, even though it was quite a long time ago in football podcasting world. Um, sorry, Andres. Right. It, it we have, didn't uh, go great, yes, did it? It's you were happy for 88 minutes at least. That's yep. almost a whole match. Painful because of uh, how, how the match went. Uh, being six minutes uh, to uh, lift the trophy and finally look the other do it. So it's uh, like painful, but at the same time, when when the time went by, uh, the the feeling was of uh, well, look where we 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 got and, and how close we we were uh, to win three. In five years, which is really well, these times is is I think uh, almost impossible to mm-hmm. get to, mm-hmm. to achieve it. Mm. Uh, so yes, yeah, so of course uh, at the time was just insulting, cursing, uh, <laughs> everything you can say to uh, not believing uh, the way that River lost that, that game. Uh, it was like that. Um, One thing I was struck by setting aside the game for a moment was uh, the fact that I, I did mention this on Twitter and in fact I mentioned I think that it was a possibility a couple of weeks ago on this podcast uh, was that in this first year of having in inverted commas European style finals both of the Continental Cups have been won by European managers uh, yes. there's that Spanish bloke who nobody had ever heard of until he won it with Independiente del Valle because it was his first first team job I still can't remember his name and uh, sure, I think it's Miguel Angel Ramirez or Miguel Angel something with R just like Rodriguez it's the most Ramirez Spanish name possible in your yeah, head yeah. And said it. but he worked at the Aspire Academy in Quata um, and in a couple of the youth teams in Spanish second division sides or something and then he mm. for some reason was given the Independiente del Valle job and won the Copa Sudamericana mm. with them um, and of course yours Jorge Jesus of um, Flamengo as I believe it's pronounced in Portuguese um, who then went on after that very late comeback to uh, claim the Brazilian title as well so they've got a league and continental cup double um, the first one since 1963 in Brazil indeed yeah since Pelé's well, Santos okay so it's, it's very hard to do we, well we've talked many times in, uh, on the pod about how hard it is to uh, to stage both a good Libertadores campaign and a good uh, domestic campaign mm. I think in Brazil if anything it would be even harder because it's always been a long season 38 games and aside from all the other stupid games they played the state championships they got the Copa de Brasil they don't tend to break either for, for international matches so Flamengo are in the, cape, in the position of losing several players every time um, Yeah, the national teams speaking, called up yeah. their players because they have a fair few internationals dotted around their team. Indeed. So um, yeah, it's quite um, quite an achievement, and I think they won it by a hell of a lot as well. Yeah, they, they won the league by eleven or twelve points or something. Is this season still going on? I it, think isn't this it? weekend is the last round. Yes, uh, but they won it with like three games to spare at least. Um, but the other thing was that it not, not only did two European managers win the cups, but the Libertadores final really reminded me. Uh, quite a lot of uh, the greatest European Cup final mm. of all time. 20 well, years on from okay, that European well, Cup final as well. How do you pronounce the, not the, quite the, as late, but 
I, I will let you pronounce uh, the flamenco coach uh, name. Jorge Jesus. What? That, that's him, my fluent Portuguese pronunciation of it. Please don't write it if you're Brazilian. Well, he said that, uh, or he his opinion saying that for him, uh, the Copilatorius final was better than the Champions League final. Mm. Oh, yeah. Quest. Without question. Which was easy to... One thing he won it. He's never won the Champions League, has he? With no. Benfica. No. Sporting. Yeah, no, but I think he was saying this yeah, year... Yeah, lost, lost the lost Liverpool to Tottenham Champions League final he was comparing. Oh, I see. Ah, right. Yeah, okay, Excitement-wise. Yes. As a game, I yes. think that... Yeah, no contest. Yeah, well, of course. One was crying, the other one was laughing. So, yeah. Jorge <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus uh, lost at least one Europa League uh, to Sevilla, if I... So. Yeah, they were losing finalists one season yeah. before him, weren't they? I, I might have his Wikipedia up in my Wikipedia up, actually. Keep talking, Tony, while I uh, don't worry. store for time. Uh, I was about to say to, to Andres, I think part of the, the blame of not oh, of River not, not winning that game, it's especially in the first the first half and a little bit of the second, because they were so much so much clever on the ball and they were more more dangerous. Than Flamengo, Flamengo. Yeah, if they'd taken a few more chances, they yeah, Flamengo two, didn't, didn't really They went in the game at all. Yeah. Money, yeah. Problem is, they got into half time with the fantastic result from their point of view of being only 1 0 down. Yeah. We're able to regroup and because then. Because he, he could be. Like, they actually down. have to take the game to River. If not, they were just going to get And the, to e- even then, in the second half, they took their time to do so. Though. Yeah, but they were. It were but they think better, a I little think. bit River didn't kill the game. And mm-hmm. that that's. What you don't have to do in the final. In the no. final, you, you kill the game. And if you want to compare exactly, or if you want to compare with the Champions League final, um, for example, Liverpool was clever to score the penalty. Mm-hmm. You, you can agree or not if it was or not. But you then. Don't. <laughs> I don't. But then left uh, the Spurs to, to, to try to come back to the game. Mm-hmm. They, they leave the responsibility to them. So I think Flamengo. After halftime, said, "Okay, if River score more goals, it, it's fair to them because they were they were playing better, but they didn't. So in, in the last five minutes, in, in even River was a little bit to blame there because they didn't kill the game in the final five minutes. It felt like River thought that they won it, and in the last ten minutes, they they played like they won it. The problem, I think, is that in the second half, River tried to." Defend themselves with the ball, and yeah. they, don't know, they don't know how to do that. Do that. They, mm. no, they, 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 they are ADNs to attack, mm. and, and they were tired and to do so. So they, they had to uh, get a, like a plan B, and, and, and they don't. They are not good at, at doing so. Uh, the province, the Prato, the Prato losing the ball, trying to defend the ball yeah. and to keep it. Yeah, they, they, they play like too safe in a way. So that, that was yeah. too bad to River. Even Pinola with the, with the header. They were two very unriver like yeah. individual errors, really, when you. And they took the right off the play, probably been the worst performer on the whole pitch before the goals. Yeah. Uh, Barbosa, Gabigol. Yeah. He I mean, he were never horrible, seen. But yeah. He just popped up and yeah. But that's what both scorers do. Yeah. Uh, I'd say. With, with Benfica, by the way, uh, Tony, well remembered, Jorge Jesus was UEFA. Europa League I was about to say UEFA Cup uh, runner up in 2013 and 2014 mm-hmm. losing to Chelsea in the former final and Sevilla in the latter so well remember we yeah. I think the more interesting question now since yeah some times past water's gone under bridge as we say since the defeat like 
the big question, the most interesting question for me is um, where did River go from here? Because it looks like their team's about to get hacked to pieces now when the European transfer window opens. There's a big question over whether I think Marcelo Machado is going to want to um, going to want to stay on or if he's going to. I don't know. I, I think there are two questions, two two things that may uh, keep at least this going six months uh, longer. European teams don't usually try to buy in January that much, mm. uh, especially to South America because it, it, yeah, but it, well, it's it a different four different teams going for one player yeah. each, and, yeah. and, and then Gallardo wouldn't take any other team in January. Especially, no. especially in South America. I mean, yeah. who who else is going to poach him? And well, you we, think we, with what and seven I, games I, left of the yeah, I know uh, there is a lot. He wanted at least. I know, I know. We have uh, listener questions yeah. about this, but so I, I won't go too far with this. But if Gallardo goes anywhere else but River, it's in Europe, and mm. technically they will have to wait until May and June to do that. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah, unless Man United's board decide to move early. I <laughs> can't see them being that imaginative, um, to be honest with you. Um, Ezequiel Palacios has not been bought. It was said that he'd been signed by Bayern Leverkusen, mm. and then it said, oh no, actually, Rodolfo Donofrio came out and went, no, it's not been finalised yet. Yeah. And so it's exactly what happened last December with Real Madrid, it's infuriating. Yeah. It must be really infuriating for Palacios having <laughs> deliberately not signed a contract <laughs> the, for such a the, long time so that he's still with a low release clause so the, he can get a move. And but the figure, figure of the transfer was even said like it was finalised and now with the process it hasn't been finalised. So mm. Inter Miami appeared... The Inter Miami, sorry, not a Mexican side. Apologies, yes. Miamonians. The MLS... Uh, New team, yeah. The, that will start playing in 2020. Yes, the 2020. Yeah, because they, they, they kind of run from from late January to to November. Yep. Indeed. Um, but uh, yes, of course, if if I were Palacios, I would move to Bayer Leverkusen, no doubt about it. Yes. Uh, if I had to choose between two those two I teams, I don't know because Leverkusen has, I think, enough midfielders, and I think Palacios would have a little bit of a job to. Play as much as playing River. I mean, that depends on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As well, going to getting I understand that. It's it's hooking up with a former teammate as well because Lucas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, and, and, and play under under a good coach like that both. But again, I, I, it's difficult sometimes for a player to, to think, oh, "Am I going to play enough or mm. or not?" So that maybe wasn't on Palacio's head. Yeah. Indeed. Um, in terms of Gachardo. Donofrio says, again, as Tony said, we've had a question about it, but Donofrio does say that uh, he's staying till the end of his contract. But that's what, 2021? 2021, yeah. End of the end time of 2021. Is going to be the, when, when Donofrio comes up for real action again, so yeah. that's in two years' time from now, basically. Apparently, he will, he will, he will confirm this, Gallardo will confirm this after the match that Rio plays against San Lorenzo on Sunday. Mm-hmm. After the match, there will be a party, of course, celebrating the first anniversary of the Copa Libertadores winning against Boca. And that's where, in that party, that's where, according to Ole, which of course we won't say it is like that uh, because it's Ole, but they, they say that Gallardo will confirm in that party that he will stay and will. Uh, well, be at the, until the end of the contract, which is strange because he has been repeating all the time that he does like some kind of balance or and, and, and thinks a lot when they come, they, the, the year comes to an end. Yeah, I kind of think it's ridiculous, really, for a coach to say where he's going to be in two years because yeah. he could have five, yes. 
five defeats at the end of at the start of 2020 and it'll be under pressure that is look the name of the game yeah yeah exactly. um, but I, I sort of I yeah, think Lachard right, is just, it, it is, I think Lachard is just trying to, to buy time to, to win the Super League I think it's the only thing that yeah. might motivate, motivate him to, to, to yes. win something I, mm. I think let's be honest I mean we can segue a little bit um, now to what we've just seen at the weekend but I think it's clear that domestically at least and if they haven't got Libertadores uh, distractions River are hands down the best team in Argentina and if they took the rest of this Superliga seriously they they should win it well they, they will now and they're not too far because if they won the, the games they have in hand they're going to be on top so indeed so um, should we talk about they've got two games in hand haven't they I yep. was thinking I, I was like no that doesn't sound right to me but I was forgetting they've got the, the game in hand from earlier in the season so, as well so and if they win Copa Argentina they will be on the group stage and that will of course no, sorry, they've got one game in hand, but they're only two points off the top. Yeah. That's that's what. Yes. Carry on, Andres. Sorry. That, no, that if they win Copa Argentina against uh, Central Córdoba, Santiago del Estero next Friday, um, they will also be in the group stage of Copa Libertadores, which leave them because now until that match is is is, is played, mm. they will they will have to play a, a playoff. Yeah. To secure their spot. Yeah, and we have to see if the group stage it's after the end of the Superliga because. It will, it will end be soon. March, right? I would imagine. It shouldn't affect it too much because no. even one if they do maybe. coincide, it yeah, yeah, it's going to be like one game of overlap, yeah. maybe. So I wouldn't think yeah. that it will matter too much. So we all agree that probably Gajardo is going to think to win the Super League. <laughs> yes. For those seven games left, yeah, I, I'd imagine he'd, he won't try. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I mean, it, it's been said to be his obsession since the start of the season, and some of that you think, well, maybe they're trying to take some of the pressure off the Libertadores run. Um, by saying this but also he must yeah, be if, if I were him then on the one hand while I've criticised him a fair few times during this period for just having not given a toss about the Super League at various points it wouldn't by now have got to the point where I'd be a little bit frustrated to have not won a league title and the club who define themselves by how many league titles they've won in Argentina you know increasingly the focus has been on continental football under Gachardo's reign but really River if you come to Argentina for the first time and you talk to River fans, one of the first things they will tell you is we've won more league titles than anybody else. I don't talk um, to River fans. No, <laughs> as a matter of. Um, but also, it's going to be a little bit like wetting the, the year of Boca because Boca's trying to win the Superliga yeah. every time they go out of the Libertadores. So yeah, um, Andres, I did want to ask you one question. I guess to, to Tony and Dan as well, but really, it's, it's more sort of targeted at Andres post game because, of course, as I said, I watched the Libertadores final in Tilcara which is a beautiful little village uh, in northwestern Argentina, an exceptionally beautiful part of the world, uh, especially if you've lived in Buenos Aires for the last <laughs> nine and a half years. Um, but what it did mean is that I didn't really get much of a sense of the reaction from lots and lots of River fans after the game. Uh, I saw a couple of things on Twitter. You know, People didn't seem to be angry or upset. They seemed more to be proud of the effort. But what was the reaction in Buenos Aires and among River fans here, you know, it, living near the stadium? It was a mix of sadness and uh, at the same time uh, I think that the reaction was uh, going to the Mandala, receiving the, 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 the squad. Uh, so then to be, to, to leave them uh, about the, uh, the how they were feeling because of course it's painful so it was for the players who were uh, not very happy. Their, their faces didn't show happiness. Uh, to show them that the 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 support, of course, uh, uh, and tell them that they, they are okay with what they have done so far. 
and to continue this way because uh, mm, perhaps if, if the reaction would have enough, like you said, anger, uh, uh, perhaps the players will. I, I mean, the, the, it was necessary for the players at least. I, I don't think it was like celebrating a, 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 a being runner-ups. Runners up. No, it was, it was more a, like just a show of support for the yeah. team, mm -hmm. right? Rather than being all bitter. And, yes, we yeah, have to remember the 2014 uh, World Cup in which Argentina uh, were runner-ups also. And there were a lot of people anyway, anyway were, uh, went to the Obelisco. Uh, and, and that was weird, perhaps, because 20-something years... Not, have, not winning a title, which is valuable to be have a second uh, or position or, or being runner up. But uh, uh, in the case of River, it was like, well, uh, we have won 2015 compared to 2018, and we're, we were just minutes away to, uh, to, to winning the third one. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and no mysteries, it was like that, I think. Thank you. Moving on then, 20 minutes, exactly. Ah. Libertadores talk so now we will move on to the Superliga uh, while I've been away let's say uh, and in this there is one story which I have been very familiar with during my time off uh, so we're going to deal with that first and then we'll go through the results uh, the, the story that I was familiar with and I was kind of aware that it was happening but I, it, mostly because I was like we'd be sitting in a restaurant or a bar and I'd look up at the TV and there'd be a headline about it um, and then I saw a couple of days later that somehow it had been written out of history and I was a bit like okay this is very confusing I'm going to ask the guys to explain this and this is that on whatever the day was when Mauricio Pochettino was fired by Tottenham Hotspur yeah. sorry Tony no worry he wasn't the only Argentine manager in the world who was fired from his job actually someone joked me about me, uh, to me about Maradona going to and I was like yes fuck off <laughs> indeed um, Diego Maradona was fired or sacked or he resigned resigned yes, himself yeah, or something yeah. In, in this very confusing way that Argentine media have of just saying this bloke is no longer the manager of this team and they never actually tell you how, how this decision was taken or by whom um, he, he stopped being the manager of Gimnasia and then like a day and a half later it, it, they just it was a bit like George Costanza in Seinfeld where he quits, <laughs> quits his job and then just decides to go in the next day again right like my impression sort watching of, from the northwest from a thousand miles away was like okay what's going on yeah not exactly um it's easy to explain, actually. It's fairly easy, yeah. Maradona yeah. In, came in to... Sorry, he is still today the he manager. Is still the yes. Yeah, okay. he's still the coach. Sure. Yes. Uh, Maradona came to the club, um, thanks to the dealings he did with the Gimnasia president, Gabriel Pellegrini, something along those lines. The president. Just call him the president. The, gymnasia, yeah. the current Gimnasia yeah. president, or uh, CGP, if you prefer. <laughs> Um, yeah, and he already said he always said he would say Gimnasia as long as he had the support of the CGP. Um, now, uh, the start of November, the CGP said that um, with Gimnasia planning. Pellegrino. To, oh, so close. Very close. I'm yeah. going to stick with CGP anyway. So okay. the CGP declared that he wasn't going to look for another term as Gimnasia president in the upcoming elections and nor would he be endorsing uh, any list um, of possible presidential candidates. When is the Gymnasia election? Yeah, it's got to be soon. There, oh no, trick question, there isn't one now. There isn't one the now, yeah. The story. Oh, no. right, so, okay. so, just a note for, the, for the, any listener that doesn't know. When, when was it supposed to be then, sorry? 
assume last week. Last week, yeah, last week. Um, technically, all the coaches in Argentina are very tied to who's the president yes, in the club. Generally, mm. generally, it's 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 like the running but thing. Perhaps not so much as to go to the extremes at Matt. No, this is this is too much. This is too much. I know, I know, I know. But far, I think he there there is no president that wants him. but. Technically, that that's why most of the of the um, presidential uh, elections in clubs in Argentina are either on the on June or near December, late December, to 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 try to avoid this kind of, of yes. things. Yeah, indeed. Right. Um, so Maradona said, "Right, uh, I'm not going to stay on if CGP leaves, um, and why why wait till the end of the year? I'll leave now." This provoked a massive outpouring of. Um, Please don't go from Gimnasia fans. They for, for people the that streets became, of La Plata. People that crazy. became socios only for Maradona. Indeed, so <laughs> obviously they didn't want Maradona to leave. But those were the first people yeah. I thought of when I saw the headlines. I was like, yes. oh, they're people that tattoo Maradona. Indeed, so Maradona crossed. began to reconsider. More importantly, all of the politicians in the Gimnasia world also began to reconsider, and somehow they got together and thrashed out a list of unity. Um, which involved kind of candidates from all the different places, including allies of um, of the CGP, and they got together, said, "Right, we won't have elections in. We're going to put to put forward this unity list." Um, they showed Maradona and said, "As is look, if we if we use this list, are you going to stay?" This Maradona is- looks at it and says. It's, yeah, I'll stay with that. It's and worth remembering. Oh, um, um, brush under the garbage. Up now. until about two and a half months ago, Diego Maradona had no connection whatsoever with Gimnasia Grima La Plata. Like, ever in his life. And yet, they're basically saying to him, so who do you think should be the president? <laughs> yeah, basically, well, yeah. But if only he'd ask for something a bit more ambitious, like, I don't know, to end world, end world hunger... <laughs> I'm yeah, so the, basic, the Middle East in conflict. Something. Basically, the headline. They've only just very recently worked out how to yeah. play football. But down. I think both, uh, both in Boca and Gimnasia, there were weird things, which is Riquelme and Maradona asking for union, which is impossible because. Mm. Well, Maradona that, did it. Maradona did it. Just well, saying. but there are the president and the ones who are opposite. Oh, they're, they're the, in the other way. I mean, they, they can't be the same in the same list or same party. And Riquelme, of course, said yes. I want the, the union, and then then announced he will be with Amel. In the case of Maradona, said well, but if there is another president, but they keep Pellegrino, I will stay. This How? Is well, Maradona did it. Maradona bring Maradona the unity. Bring the it's unity. To Maradona Gimnasia. is Thanos. Yes. Bring the balance in the world of Gimnasia. I think that's fair. And we should also mention. I think it's only fair to say that. He has actually improved results at Gimnasia fairly he has, impressively. Yeah, he has indeed. He was uh, unlucky this weekend, since I'm guessing we're going to talk about the, I was going to say, the last weekend. That is a perfect segue into the results. Indeed. Uh, there have been two rounds of games since we last recorded. Let's just do the last not, one. Not, not, since, one not since the last episode went up, um, but since, since we last recorded, because of course Andres and I recorded the last episode to go online a week before it actually did. Um, but there was an international break that weekend. So... Uh, round 14, I'm going to give you the results and we won't really talk about any of it, but just as a whole. The round 14 results were Huracan 1, Central Cordoba 1, Defensive Noticia 2, Lanús 0, Atletico Tucumán 2, San Lorenzo 2, Boca Juniors 2, Union 0, Gimnasia 0, Arsenal 1, 
Banfield 1, Belles 0, Tacheres 3, Racing 3, Patronato 0, Godoy Cruz 2, Colón 3, Estudiantes 2, Argentinos 1, Newells 0, and Rosario Central 5, Aldo City 1. That was the weekend of the Libertadores final, of course. So River versus Independiente, Independiente didn't take place. We'll play um, the 19th of January. Thank you, Andres. Good. That's nice to know. And then round 15, which was this last weekend, the scores were Banfield 1, Gimnasia 1, Racing 1, Defensa Justicia 1, Estudiantes 1, Atlético Tucumán 1, Boca Juniors 1, Argentinos 1. Don't worry, I'm not just a stuck record here. Newell's um, Old Boys 2, River 3, San Lorenzo 2, Patronato 0, Beles 3, Colón 1, Godoy Cruz 0, Bloody hell, Tacheres 5. Wow. Well, you've got a few golazos. Aldo City 0, Independiente 0, Central Cordoba 1, Rosario Central 1, Arsenal de Sarandí 1, La- oh, it's starting again, Lanús 1, and Union 1, Huracan, no, not 1, 0. Um, so, Gimnasia with, I think, hang on a second, that, mean, that, that must be their first win under Maradona. No, so until then they had something like first, five wins and first eight defeats yeah. or something, didn't they? Sorry, first draw. Yeah. Is what I meant. Yeah. yeah, they still they've lost every single home game uh, they've had with Maradona. Oh, yeah. But their away record is fantastic. Something like four wins, a draw, and two defeats. Something along those lines. Four on, on sofa score we've yeah. got. Let's see recent four matches. So yeah, one one draw most recently, and then they beat Alba City three nil, Newell's four yeah. nil, Godoy Cruz four two. Yeah, and then the uh, they lost to Tacheres in their first away game yeah. under Maradona. Yeah, which was uh, a penalty. Yeah. There was supposed wasn't supposed to be a penalty, yeah. but uh, just like what happened against Banfield, and they sent yeah. uh, Debutant Keeper off as well. His yeah. name I also can't remember. Let's call him uh, NGP NGK for New Gimnasia Keeper Nelson Insfran. I Nelson Insfran. Was his debut with twenty four years? Yes, it's full debut at least. Yeah, it's not a name I've seen, I've seen before. I must no. Nope. He he was very unlucky. He got two bookings in twenty eight minutes and got sent off. Poor lad. Yes, so, uh, I was an inauspicious debut. Unlucky, both yellows were bullshit. All the yes. time. No, hmm. they shouldn't have been given. Yes, very unlucky to not get three points because they would have really close in actually. Because um, Alvarez dropped points, Central Cordoba dropped points. And I think this weekend they've got Central Corva in La Plata, which is another game where they can really pick up speed because obviously Central Corva, the, the defeats, yeah. hurt them more in the promedios than, than well, the rest of the team. So presumably Central Corva will win that game because Gimnasia are at home. This is so, a problem, yes. Um, yeah, in terms of the relegation table, Gimnasia are still bottom of it. Um, <laughs> but they are. They've closed they, the gap a touch. They've closed the gap to Aldo Civi. You've yeah. got point, sorry, one point zero five points a game. Gimnasia have exactly one point a game. Yeah. Um, they played different numbers of games, so that was a tricky one to work out. Um, and they've closed the gap to Patronato because that's now only five points. Patronato have seventy two points from sixty seven games. Gimnasia have sixty seven. But the gap to Newells, and that's the important gap because that's the gap to safety. Is actually I'd say the, the same as it was when Maradona took charge. It's still 12 points. I'd say the important one is with uh, Central, Central Cordoba because they're the ones who can really drop. Yeah, between Central Cordoba and Rosario Central because Rosario Central is not doing that well and I think New's doing... 
they get a good enough. enough to, uh, to so they should be out of the question. I Gymnasia have eleven. I guess okay. Gymnasia have eleven points this season, but those have only been since Maradona took charge. So they're, they're on more of a roll. But Central have got twenty three this season. Newell's have got twenty one this season. Um, it's it's still hard to call. I I still don't think they're going to do it purely because mm. I don't think that the teams that, that these teams in in safety are dropping enough points. And even Central Cordoba are winning some games. And as you say, yeah. the defeats cost them more, but also their wins count for more because yes. they divided by fewer points. Um, so I, I, unfortunately, I, while Gimnasia undoubtedly have improved, and Maradona, as I said when he was appointed, has undoubtedly improved as a manager since the days when we were bemoaning him having been given the Argentina job before we even moved <laughs> it now. Um, I'm not sure that they're going to stay up. Having said that, of course, the Copa Superliga this season... We're not going to talk about it in great depth now, but it is going to be two te- uh, two um, groups of 12 teams each, and the group stage of that is going to count towards the relegation uh, table. So they haven't just got seven games to go, they've actually got like 19 matches still to play. That so make it interesting. Maybe they can haul them in, especially if one of those teams gets, you know. Heavily taken apart in the transfer window or suffers a bad injury. Yes, I can imagine uh, people are going to be flocking to Aldo mm. Sivi to be taken Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Uh, uh, what other games? I know well, Racing were absolutely toilet. Tell us so about that, Dan. Racing I really don't want it. They were just terrible. Um, they were awful. Um, I can't believe <laughs> they, really they could see the last game with, with uh, Coded in the, in the sitting room. Indeed, he's got two games left still. He will. Oh, that's confirmed, is it? That has been co- yes. What's not confirmed is the is replacement. his replacement. Yeah, um, Jorge Sampaoli's been been heavily linked, but they don't know if they've got enough cash to get him. Diego Dabobe of Argentinos, I've seen. It's a, yeah, but that's kind of cool a bit. Ramon Diaz, Ramon Diaz, which is interesting. We an interesting um, attention. That, that would leave Ramon Diaz with only one more club to manage to complete the big five. Set. Mm. That won't happen. Um, that, well, it would be interesting if it happen. did, wouldn't it? <laughs> it, yeah. it feels like football manager. It, it, I, if, if, that, if that happened, I think we could just shut hand of pod down. If yeah. Ramon Diaz took charge of Boca Juniors. Actually, yeah. in, 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 my, in, my, in my football manager save, Gachardo stays until 2024 and they won everything. Like everything. And in Boca, it's Huevo Randina, the, the coach. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I watched that follow. Yes, that was amazing. We'll, we'll have to right. do a, an episode in the future on alternative realities with football manager, but sure. uh, maybe for Underpod Extra. Well, Boca had Falcioni and Alfaro. Rondina is it's not too, too far, right? <laughs> but so Dan, what I'm seeing here from Racing's uh, performance is that Ignacio Aliceda scored three minutes in to put defensive this year one nil up. He did, and then Dario Skitanic scored a penalty twelve minutes in. He also then, yes after winning said penalty. Not an awful lot else happened. No, it was ne- a neither dire team game. Can shoot very yeah. straight from the no. shooting stars. Uh, very, very poor game. Um, yeah, you get the thing. I couldn't believe. I can't believe that Racing are actually in fourth because they've been so bad uh, for the first half of this season. They're fifth, in fact. But yeah, they were fourth. Yeah, until it's um, only a goal after playing I mean, that they're game. They're effectively yeah. joined fourth because they're goal difference by lives. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, think? they just haven't been convincing at all. They haven't showed the kind of the swagger, the, the decisiveness they showed um, to win the league um, all the way back though, those um, many years back in May. Um, they've been hard to. They've, they've been hard to beat, but they've, they've lost fewer. Get, they're the only team in the league to have only lost one game. Everybody else has lost at least two, but they've drawn. That defeat was pretty convincing. We must admit. They've drawn four of their last five games. 
Yes. This has been the problem. They're just not. Of course, the other defeat yeah. was the 6 1 to Riddle. They're it? not losing games, but they're just. They're not really doing enough to win them either. That's mm. been the. Um, the recurring problem over and, the season. And the identities of the teams they're failing to beat as well. I mean, they've drawn with Banfield, which is, OK, yeah. never an easy opponent. But then away to Patronato, 3-3 against Tacheres. What the hell happened there? Tacheres aren't. They were just all over the place. Like, Tacheres pumped the ball over the over the top and Racing just did nothing. But then they go and beat Boca in the Bombonera. Hmm. Uh, fairly comfortably. It's, you, 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 it's been a very strange year. Do you think it's going to be a, a good news... That Godet is leaving in in terms of renewing the, the the spirit of the team. I think that a renewal has to take place. Um, Racing did bring in new players uh, over the winter, but but who's who's, who's going to be sold? Because you need cash anyway. Saracha. Yes, Saracha's a possibility. Uh, maybe Sigali, the, mm. the defender. There's a couple of people there. Arias. Arias, our brother, hold on to Arias because I think he's one of the best uh, yeah. best goalkeepers in the league. But I don't think they need to do anything too crazy. I mean, I think we're, yeah, you, we're just going to be hoping. You don't need another hole. Yeah. yeah. If Lautaro Martinez end up, ends up going to Barcelona for 200 million, we'll get a nice percentage of that. And yeah, like 20 million, yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't say no to that. Um, I don't think you need to do anything crazy. It's just a little bit of new blood, maybe a few guy, a few kids from. From the youth divisions, because it's a very it's an old team that you get yeah. the idea. It's an old team. It's a slow team. Um, mm. Yeah, it just needs a bit more uh, dynamism. Spark, let's yeah. see, a bit more spark. Okay. So I'm assuming is confirmed as being off to international. I don't case. think they've actually confirmed it yet, but everyone and his dog seems to think it, that is where he's going. I see. So. And he said goodbye to the fans. I saw one five second clip of him waving at the stands. He, he will have one more game, of course, in front of the wrestling fans in Maraplata. Against Seager. Yes, because they're away yes. fans going to that. No, but his um his farewell on Saturday was very was very strange, very muted. He kind of just did a quick wave before the game and after the game he went straight down the tunnel. I think he was fuming at such a terrible performance and who could blame him? And and we was so long for him to, to finally say that he was leaving. I couldn't tell you. Hmm. Um, one game that I'm, I'm going to just mention because this is because this one was coming up I think I was connected to the internet uh, coincidentally for the whole of this game and so I saw the scores going in and having thought a week after you know, Rivers big chance to put to bed the bad memories mm. to an extent of the previous weekend they're away to Newell's old boys uh, they went 2-0 down just over half an hour in and then they came back to win 3-2 and well, I also saw a couple of pictures of Newell's presenting a, a framed shirt to Ignacio Coco before the game, yeah. and Coco scored the winner. So Newell's giving homage to previous players it, prior to matches. It's right? not yeah. going well for them this season. Well, you, you, can, you, can also, you can also say that Newell's under the, the under the watch of Mauricio Pochettino on the stands when Spurs. Ah, oh, Pochettino was. Yes. You was can say that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It was but, an awful yeah. day for a lot of people there because even for Coco. It was his first score, a goal score for against uh, News no. for River? No. Because he sure felt, he felt I'm, like... I'm sure he did that before. He, he, felt like done, he, yeah. he felt like it was because it was... Maybe in Rosario. Uh, Maybe in Rosario, but I remember him scoring against News in the Monumental. He felt like he like he wanted to play for News rather than for River. He scored a great goal, of course. He scored the winning goal. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, <laughs> felt, he felt awful and he said after the match, 
I think he's well. Uh, yeah, Neil's a fighting relegation. I don't think Andres is criticizing his performance. No, no, of course he's he's Roberto Laporta, and he said that he will eventually go to News in June because he wants to retire there, mm-hmm. which is of course res- something to respect about because he he uh, his first club was News and 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 he has all of his rights to. to he would have wanted to return to Sunderland. Right? Yes, but uh, it, it was. <laughs> Uh, his face was like, like oh, oh, oh why, why I scored this goal, uh, and and win the winning goal for Rivera. Uh, yeah, it could be the difference between him playing in Superliga next year or playing in the I'm guessing he's thinking uh, thinking ahead like that, maybe. Yes. Yeah, or maybe do it just again and try to make him back to the Premier. I don't know, possibly. Um, the other result that is really standing out for me, in spite of the fact that we have spoken several times this season about Godoy Cruz really not being very good, mm. is that Tacheres thrashing five <laughs> nil is not a scoreline that we see very much. They've at, had an all right outside season River Plate Tacheres, games right? um, in this Super League. Godoy Cruz is doing awful. Yes, in, in they are terrible. So, yeah. But Fraga Panem, and there were a couple of golazos between both games. Bustos, Bustos even, even then, the, I was about to say, two of the goals of River against Nils was were, were beautiful. Uh, Nacho oh, Fernandez. I'm going to have to look this up. I, I literally haven't seen any well, of the, a couple of the results when I've <laughs> Write it down. I haven't seen any goals at all from that. Nacho Fernandez, free kick. It was very, very good. But the Shedders were all golazos. Really good. Yes. But Godoy Cruz is really easy to 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 curb down in defence. Yes, not doing really well. Yeah, um, I'm wondering where they are because the relegation table they're not anywhere they, near the relegation. No, no, they had that season where they, they made their the 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 they, yeah. they have they nine points nine right points now. They yeah. finished second, right or third? Yeah, second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they are currently in the actually, in the league table. In fact, they are bottom. They're, they're below Aldo CB on goal. Difference. They have scored five more than Aldo Sibi, but conceded nine more. They've got in 34 goals. Um, <laughs> which is, is quite a lot. But, I mean, yeah. but Aldo decided not to score goals, but to make uh, make fouls. Because it was the matches in the Bindi was... The only thing they, they, they did was to to, to foul uh, the, mm. their rivals. It was just, uh, of course, uh, similar to, for example... So, uh, any, any Boca supporter will, will remember the, the match between Boca and River in the first leg of the semi-finals of the Copa Sudamericana in which River decided to, to kick and to tackle the, the Boca uh, players uh, because mm. Boca at that point was better than River, I think. Yeah. And in this case, as the CV was similar, it was like they decided to, to do that. Uh, something really hard to understand, but it was like that. They, like they like if they knew that they couldn't play football, so they decided that. Mm. Uh, so the standings then I've read out the relegation. The sort of we've given you the meaningful bits of that anyway already. So the league standings in in the championship are uh, Boca and Argentinos are still level on points at the top after drawing on Sunday. The big after top drawing of the with table each other yes, mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, oh, we should I guess we should talk about that one actually, shouldn't we? One one in the Bombonera. Um, to be honest, the only thing I saw was the Santiago Silva goal, which, which was mm. good with the with the back heel and for the uh, assist. That was the Alche back heel. Yeah, that was, that was that was no, but Tashini was but Tashini back heel. But Tashini back heel. Sorry, it was a very good. It was good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, super. Well, we've talked about that big top yeah. of the table clash there. Uh, oh wow! The After that, great. But, um, but anyway, uh, twenty nine points for each of those sides. Boca 
our top on goal difference. It will go to a disembatter, right? A playoff. I think they, goal yes. difference. I think no, no, no. I think they got to a playoff. Uh, still? They okay. must be, sure. Um, they love to duplicate. Yes, as, as we said, as Tony pointed out earlier, River have a game in hand and are two points behind. So if River were to beat Independiente in that game in hand, they would nominally go top. Uh, they're on 27. In fourth, uh, Lanús with 26 points. In fifth, the Racing with 26 points. And a slightly... In fact, that's only on goals scored. It's not even on goal difference. Ooh. Lanús have got 22, 4 and 19 against. Racing have got 24 and 17 against. So both a goal difference of three. Belis have 25 points in sixth place, which is the Libertadores playoff spot, uh, apparently. If so, for score has got this right, that's normally fifth place, but okay. Um, in the Sudamericana spots... Atletico Tucumán have 24 points, Rosario Central, Tacheres, Estudiantes and San Lorenzo all have 23 and are only separated on goal difference from 8th to 11th. And then Arsenal, De Sarandí and Newell's Old Boys and Independiente all have 21 points. So that, we're going down to 14th place mm-hmm. and there are only 8 points separating them. Mm-hmm. Um, 6 points separate top placed Boca from 11th placed San Lorenzo. As you will be reminded when we read out listeners' questions, which are coming at some point after this piece of theme. Music. I want to. I want to l- quickly to. to my segue done. Tony. I know. I know. I know. I want to talk about. I, I searched up the thing about Coco. He scored for River the last game against Newell's in the Monumental, uh-huh. and then I, I searched it up even further behind. And in the last ten games, one, two, three, four, five, six. In the last ten games between Newell's and River. Skogo scoring six either for River or for Newell's. Wow. So yeah, yeah. He, likes, he likes to play against. I remember he scored one absolute stonker for Newell's against River in maybe yes. the season before River signed him. He scored a brilliant. He flicked three, the ball three, over head. I think it was 3 3 Monumental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to play some music now and we're going to refill our glasses, so don't go away. first half that Boca Juniors uh, presidential elections are coming up they are this Sunday mm-hmm. Boca aren't playing that day in the Bombonera they're playing away to Central mm-hmm. in the evening I believe um, so 40th there we go what's going on the only thing I know is that open shows of support for any of the candidates will not be allowed you won't be allowed in to vote if you're a Boca member and you have an open show of support. And that extends to, therefore, nobody is going to be allowed, apparently, to go and vote wearing a shirt with Riquelme 10. Apparently not, no. And you sh- should definitely not try and shop at the Bombonera under any circumstance wearing a Juan Roman Riquelme mask. Oh, no. If it's yeah. a, if because it's a that will be Gabriel taken Barbosa mask. That's, that's fine, fine, yeah. Or tattoos. Ah, possibly even Riquelme tattoos will be, will be vetted. Fortunately... The weather in Buenos Aires in mid-December is famously clement and chilly, so you'll be fine showing up in jeans and long-sleeved tops yeah, to I'm cover sure. your tattoos up. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, But seriously, what's going on? So, yes, Boca goes to the polls on Sunday. Uh, there are three different candidates. The first is Cristian Gribaldo, 
who is basically um, Daniel, Daniel Angelisi's man. He's running on the, the Oficialista, the incumbent ticket, which stretches back to um, Mauricio Macri um, and this kind of like line of continuity that stretches back to 1995, I believe. The yes, 95. Macri, because I put that in a, an article I wrote today and forgot to check it. That's very good to, to know my dates are, are correct. Um, and yeah, he's basically running on the line that Boca all right. They might have lost five matches, uh, five cup ties to River on, in the last five tries, but that's fine. Um, the club has loads of money and they've got um, loads of great advertising, so, so we'll carry on that way. The second candidate is another ex-Boca uh, president, Jorge Amor. Amial, who's right now on the TV, currently talking full of love. Uh, I've always loved that name. Amor Amial, that's nice. Um, He was president. He took over, not um, directly from Macri, if I believe he was the second vice president. And when Macri took over as uh, mayor of Buenos Aires, it was Pompilio. Yes, Pompilio died. Yeah, I was. I was going to say. Questionable circumstances. When I saw Amor Amel's name mentioned, Mm -hmm. I did do a double take because I thought, wasn't he the one that died? And then I remembered, no, that wasn't Macri. He was the one who took over from the one who died, who took over from Macri when Macri went into politics. He was president, I think, from 2008 to 2011. Something like that. Yes. And didn't stand in 2011, if I'm correct. Maybe. He didn't stand against Ancelisi. Maybe. Don't run yes. So now he, he was another of this um, of the Macri line, but now he's definitely a dissident um, and he wants to, to get back in the game. But the most important thing about Amiel is who is running as his second the, vice president. The fourth vice president has enough. It, yes. Both the, the, the fact that Riquelme is, is involved with one of these people is the only reason that we're giving it that much attention. Because if Indeed. it weren't for this, nobody listening would give a toss. We're, we're not going to be. It's highly unlikely that in two years' time we're going to be sitting here giving this amount of time to the River presidential elections. It's interesting, all the Unless, same. I think it's interesting in its own right because of the context of Argentina and Macri, who, you know, we're talking about a guy who three months ago had control of the presidency of Argentina. The city of Buenos Aires, the province of Buenos Aires, and Boca Juniors, and now could be left with just one of those. Yeah, it's kind of a shifting ties kind of thing, and something which now looks a lot more likely because of the presence of Raquelme, who is mm-hmm. for Boca fans the big as big as they come, the yeah. the biggest living idol by by quite a long stretch, comfortably ahead of yeah, and, Maradona. And, and like we said, in any election in any club raises seven questions. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the coach? What happens to the main stars that are the ones that are paid more? Yeah. And they, they're probably going to say, oh, we don't want to waste much money, but they want to do it anyway. Um, so probably now the, the questions I'd raise for Tevez, for Sarate, either if Riquelme was or not a candidate for the vice president. Yes, indeed. And you know that... Uh, Riquelme said yesterday that uh, Macri fined him after he announced his vice candidacy. Um, right in the middle of election campaigns and Argentina basically going tits up. A- actual election campaigns rather than club election campaigns just to be... Macri, Indeed, Macri yeah. took time off from his own 
He always did. Or it was just in the aftermath when everything was going tits up, yeah. Mm. He called him and said, "Mm, Roman, don't you want to sit down with uh, (laughs) with my Daniel, was was the phrase he used, because Raquel, his lawyer, is also called Daniel. I can't remember the second name. And he said, why don't we sit down, your Daniel, with my Daniel, and I'm sure you can thrash something else. And he was like, and I think, Raquel, apparently what he said on this intro, Interview yesterday with uh, Jorge Real, who is the king of um, gossip. daytime yeah. gossip crap, but managed to get the think biggest DMC, interview of the think year. DMC for Argentina, something like that. Yes, yeah. uh, his his answer was Macri, Mauricio. I know you, you love Boca, but I think I love Boca a little bit more. So <laughs> so no, basically. Um, so yeah, he couldn't dissuade Raquelme from getting in. Mm. Getting into the fight, so it's it's all got very um, very dirty, very very personal over the last few weeks. Um, Did you finish enumerating the candidates? Sorry. Oh, the last one is Jose Berali, who no one really cares about. Jump, so no, he used to be secretary, if I remember correctly. Very possibly. Yeah. Uh, so, it's all got very nasty. Um, the biggest um, allegation going around from all candidates is that their opponent isn't actually a Boca fan, which I find very um, <laughs> very entertaining. Apparently, Cristian uh, Gribaldo is... The presidency of the club. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, Gribaldo is an independiente fan. Angelisi, as we all know, is a Nurakan fan. And they want to, and to say is a Tigre fan. fan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so no one actually likes Boca out of all these people. Um, Amial, I know, maybe he's a San Lorenzo fan. Um, it's, although I, I mocked it a few seconds ago when you said it, it is worth remembering, of course, that Daniel Passarella, when he was in charge of River, uh, was, well, he's known to have been a boyhood Boca fan. So it's, it's not like this is completely sort of, it can happen. It can happen, it, yeah. It's clearly it slightly it's, ridiculous in this it's, particular case. It's mudslinging, you know, yeah. People getting together and trying to... Everything is it's yeah. valid in politics, I suppose. The, the, exactly, yes. You, you end up uh, being a supporter of the team that gives you, feeds you, and gives you the possibility to feed your, your family. Yeah. And, and units like that. And there was a video of Gribaldo uh, the other day saying, yes, I want to be a, support, a, a candidate for Boca, <laughs> which is, of course, there was a mock for him being yeah, part yeah. of Independiente. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Riquelme is the only true... Boca fan uh, <laughs> because uh, Angelici even wanted or tried to install that Riquelme was wasn't either uh, a fan of Boca mm. that was Tigre supporter and they, then he showed the uh, Boca uh, himself as a kid with the Boca t-shirt mm. uh, yeah but in, in any case Riquelme probably is going to be the, the last nail in the coffin for, for the Macrismo uh, I suppose it was already Good enough for for Jorge Amorimel to have uh, a king kind of a campaign of media like Pergolini as a vice president because he's a hugely respected and powerful person in the Boga. Um, we should say that it's not necessarily anti Macri the politician. No, no, right? not because really. Pergolini not was a fairly vocal supporter yeah, of yeah. all Macri's presidency mm-hmm. in Argentina. Plus, having Pergolini and Riquelme as a boss vice president is going to be. It's strong, yeah. quite difficult for the official list to survive. I so I guess I, I'm interested in two things. Uh, relatively, sort of coming from this as an outsider, let's say, because of the fact that I have paid no attention. I paid no attention at all for the two weeks I was away, mm. and I've actually made a bit of an effort to deliberately not pay attention since telling you because it's on vacation. To, <laughs> okay. I, I thought it would make this recording a little bit funner, um, <laughs> but. Um, it, it, 
Presumably, Amayan is the candidate, like, is, is the favourite to win yes. on Sunday, right? Yes, yes. Would that situation have been reversed if Riquel May had said, no. no, actually, I'm going to stand as second vice president for one of he the other candidates? Would, would really? that have affected it? Probably. If, I think if Riquel May had decided to go um, to run on Ankelisi's list, on Gribala's list, mm-hmm. there probably wouldn't have even been elections. They probably would have just gone into some sort type of unity agreement and yeah. Yeah, I think we could have dispensed with the whole in any, in any case but. wouldn't go to the official list because he hates Sankalisi he hates Sankalisi they really do hate him in, in, in a funny kind of uh, jokey way he did a Christina I mean he yeah, kind of, kind of put yes. someone but it, I'd, it, I'd just like to clarify in case you're doubting by the way although I've paid no attention for the last two and a half weeks I have been paying some attention for the last ten years so I'm familiar with the fact that those two don't get on that well let's say yeah mm-hmm. he did it just because he most about not being completely supportive of Amor but more about taking off the Macarismo from, from Boca mm. that's, that's the point exactly why we can side up with, with uh, Amor Ameal. yeah and he's but, promised to bring along a few of his old mates from the glory days. I think Sebastián yeah. Bataglia is one. Eh, Cassini, Bermudez, Bermudez, yeah. So what happens to Nico Bordiso, who's very much involved at the moment? Uh, uh, that's... Director of football, is it? Director of scouting or something like that? He was talking about him, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's, I think he's... he's the background there, yeah. he, he, he probably... He, he may stay. I mean, yeah. in, in a way, he, he didn't... It'll be up to him, I think. Like, he didn't do yeah. a bad job. No. But... He brought De Rossi, and that was obviously a massive success. Wouldn't be Riquelme, even when he's the second vice president, wouldn't be Riquelme the manager or the sports secretary? Riquelme said that he will be focusing football, 100% yeah. on football in matters, and that's, um, that's the building up the youth divisions, bringing the in his own people. Yeah, but there, they, yeah. May, maybe Bordiso would, would take care more about the professional yeah. men's team, and Riquelme is going to be yeah. above him. I think, basically, I, know. Yeah. I think basically, as we said before with Maradona and the fact that coaches do tend to, to go with their presidents, it will be up to Burrito if he feels comfortable working with an administration that didn't sign his contract, then he'll stay. Yeah. If he doesn't feel comfortable and he feels allegiance to Ankelisi, then he'll go. Yeah, because I, I don't think it's Bordiso, as that. I, I won't fire him. I don't um, think Bordiso hates Riquelme or anything like no, that. No, so, yeah. But it's Riquelme the, the, the factor that will define the, the election because... Of course, inside the Amiel team, which of course you could believe it or not, because it's in one interest, uh, they are interested in, in, the, in the elections, that they, the recommend will, will give them 15% of the votes, or votes which is a lot. Uh, and in, in the other hand, uh, uh, Gribaldo team uh, uh, made official that they will hire Nicola Haitan. How? Nicolas Gaetan and Paolo Guerrero, apparently the, the yeah. transfers that are already done, Again, just how? need the right person to be voted. How? Because of magic and stardust. That's why. Okay. Because um, Gribala said so. Okay. The, the, the crucial thing is, right, announcements like that are clearly based on the idea that football fans are a bit thick and are going to... Yes, it's, it's football demagoguery, that's us Vote, vote yes. with their glory hunting hat on. Indeed. So. Um, but when you're talking about an election where one of the, the headlines, I think it was earlier on today on the La, La Nacion website, was saying it's, it's going to be very difficult for them to get 40,000 people voting on Sunday. Yes, it's always uh, difficult, you know, that's especially be, when there isn't a match. No. E- even for a club the size of Boca to give people an idea 
outside Argentina who aren't familiar with club elections. Mm. That's like the absolute maximum. I think the biggest election of all time was Boca's last, uh, in a football club, was Boca's last election, and that was like 38,000 or something. something and like Ancelisi won with 11,000 votes, something yeah. like that. So this the, will be the, bigger, I think. The, the potential for the idiots who are going to go, oh, Pablo Guerrero, yeah, let's vote for the president who's saying he's going to sign him, to, to swing it. It's minimal, it's bit, yeah. It's a, minimal. Well, I was going to say it's a bit bigger because you only need a small... A relatively small number of them to decide. I'd say more decisive would be the whole patronage stupid. thing. They think that if Angelisi gives them, has given certain people, certain members yeah. a role inside Boca, then yeah, they feel yeah. obligated. That's how these and also elections if, tend if, to work. If you're involved enough in the club, or, or if you're passionate enough about the club, mm. that you've been paying your dues for long enough to have a vote in this thing, mm. then that's not going to decide it either way, is it? So. Uh, so yeah. just know, if they are intelligent, they know that Angelisi. If there is something that did well, was to take uh, and, and sign great players, but they, they, they couldn't build teams to win uh, the, the competition. But it would be the same with us players. In, in a way, bringing the Rossi was a, was a presidential movement even a year before the, the actual election, mm. because that's that's why Angelici asked Portiso to don't do the signing and the photograph without him because yeah. he was on vacation. Yeah, sure. So I. Promising Guerrero, Gaetano, whoever might promise to to sign, it's basically the same problem. If the, if the problem with Antilici is they they sign playing because they just want to do it, and Raquelme did promise uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Mbappe, so that's one to watch out for. I'm guessing he was slightly tongue in cheek, right. slightly tongue in cheek. Well, one thing I'd, I also want to ask that they're, they're I would love to see that though. Yeah. They're, talking <laughs> on, they're talking about on the television at the moment, which obviously we have on on mute because we're recording a podcast. Uh, six topics, yes, which are going to uh, which Boca fans who are going to be voting on Sunday care about the most. At the moment, for instance, they've got the youth team, the, the youth setup. Uh, none of the topics that I have seen titled over the backs of people's heads uh, on the screens behind them have involved anything outside basically the professional men's football setup. The stadium's and, one, which is yeah, on sure. the agenda. But yeah. even that. It's, it's, yeah. it's the stadium that the professional men's football team play yeah. in rather than, say, the basketball stadium or something, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, obviously, one of the things, we've mentioned it a few times in the history of Thunder Pond. We haven't gone into great detail because most of it happened 10 or 15 years before we started recording. Um, but under Macrismo, so it comes into the remit of this conversation, um, is that the uh, Boca's sort of... The, the, the social side of, of, of Boca as a club uh, was massively stripped back under Macri. Yeah. To pave the way, in a way, for all of that massive success that they had in the early 2000s um, in, in footballing terms. And I'm just wondering whether anybody, any of the candidates or any of the people who are going to be going to vote, have said anything about maybe let's try and rebuild I mean, that aspect of it. Yes, the they pay lip service to it. They all say, I mean, no one's going to say, nah, fuck all the social side, fuck all the other sports. We only care but about the first there's thing. a lot of people. They pay lip service. And they, yeah, people do ask for it. Um, the problem is. Right now, Boca is such a such like a, a commercial beast that it's yep. hard to see an, an integral plan to actually take money out of professional that's, football that's, that's actually, and put it into other that's places. Actually, prosper. That, that's not that's a bad plan because I, I saw, for example, people from the volleyball team, the, the 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 women's volleyball team. They're quite good. Most of the people in in the Boca's team playing the Argentinian uh, national team. Yeah, I mean, if if you're representing Boca Juniors in any other sport, then you're probably one of you're the probably better pretty players good. in yeah. the country. Or, or, or they they didn't have 
if I remember correctly, maybe I'm wrong, but I think they didn't have uh, enough um, shirts to play or something like that. I mean, it's Boca Juniors. Do you make a play beach volleyball. That any shirts for that? Sorry, make a play beach volleyball. Yeah, um, but the, the, you shouldn't have the, the kind, this kind of program just because you focus on, on the men's mm. team and how you're gonna sell it. Because basically, that's Boca. That what that's what Boca does. They mm-hmm. just sell the images. Yes, that's why the the thing with with Nike and, and Adidas, they they just want more money. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's the thing, right? I mean River. If you go to River and you sit down with anybody who's Who's, if you're lucky enough, as I once was, to be introduced to one of the vice presidents, I say lucky in inverted commas because this was under the Passarella era, I was walked into his first vice president's office and sat down. And they were telling me, you know, we have the only Olympic-sized swimming pool mm. in Argentina. Mm. We have tennis courts where, you know, Gabriela Sabatini and all of these other great Argentine players uh, made their first strokes, as it were. Um, and it's one thing kind of not maintaining stuff like that if you're Boca, but it's another not even giving your volleyball team the correct kit to be yeah indeed that, that's just kind of it's I don't want to say two extremes but it's kind of you can cut back a bit on the other stuff if you're and they, on the football and they do have support even giving your teams who are representing the club that level of kit and is a bit and they do have support because if you sorry uh, yes. if, if you watch for example a basketball uh, game on TV if you lucky to catch it the Bombardier is full of people paying uh, tickets to yeah. watch the game mm-hmm. I mean it's kind of weird Perhaps that's why they are they are the richest team uh, or the richest club in, in Argentina because they have to pay or buy uh, T-shirts and they don't do they don't do it yes they show the balance or the the the, the money they have account uh, in the accounts uh, section and, and they have a lot of course uh, and and then I didn't know this uh, that they didn't buy the T-shirts for the women to play by, by volleyball which is of course uh, well embarrassing but. It explains a lot of things. Anyway, moving on um, from the Boca, Tony, since you're here, sure. and since it has been a few weeks uh, since we discussed it anyway, I wonder what's been going on, it, briefly, with apologies, uh, but what's been going on in the Primera Femenina in the last few I'm, weeks I'm, in the women's top flight? I'm going to say that I was lucky enough to see River against Rosario Central. A little bit, I went to the stadium uh, hoping to see Vanina Correa playing. I wasn't lucky enough to see that because she. But Carolina Correa, just to remind listeners, is the goalkeeper of the, the national team at the World Cup just gone. Who prior to the World Cup just gone was working in a supermarket and yes. playing in the Liga Santa Piscina, which is yes. completely amateur. And with Central, am I right in thinking Central got promoted to the the Primera not through on pitch performances, yes. but because they offered to they, they just said to the Alpha, look, we'd like to start a women's yeah. professional team. Can you let us into the top flight? And the Alpha yes. said yes. And she was one of the players who was given the contract. Yes, last time we discussed uh, football, uh, feminine football, there was this big news about they, they were allowed to have the, ab- the leave of absence when they had uh, pregnancy, mm. which was like the big news back then. I went to the River Stadium where the River uh, act- uh, outside their uh, pitch to see the game. Uh, River was far superior than Rosario Central. The, most of that happened because they didn't have a, an actual uh, first team goalkeeper playing. Uh, t- to be honest, that that's the truth because Rosario Central played very well. Oh, the so, first, so, so Correa didn't play. Correa didn't play. Played the the, the backup goal, goalkeeper, which clearly wasn't Correa. And Rosario Central was playing quite well until the half hour mark. Then they got down to ten women, and River 
cut off with that in, in one fight fight one. Um, then the maybe the, the biggest thing six right, one sorry six one. Yeah. This was a few weeks ago. Still, yeah. this was like a month ago. Then. <laughs> Uh, the big the big news was a little bit about the the classic of Ilrano with between defensores and excursionistas the got a little bit tangled up with a few things about people stealing stuff that was a little bit shady in a way but <laughs> the, the players the, the, yeah the, the players had to to come on and, and give a statement about it uh, this Stuff that happens in, in actually not not um, uh, professional leagues, you know that, that happens in, in in many amateur leagues. And this was, but it wasn't just like the excursionistas Barra didn't rob the kit of the defensores players; they robbed the kit of yeah. their yeah. own players. Yeah. it was yeah, it was uh, very very weird and, and, and same shit, yeah. same shit, different different gender. Which yeah, yeah, say. clearly, clearly, exactly. yeah. And we have the same suspects on the top of the table with Walker, San Lorenzo, Wild River, and Rosales and Dustin quite well with their, their uh, fifth. Wild Urquiza won 6 0 uh, yesterday against Bicha San Carlos, if I remember correctly. So they're doing quite, quite well. Um, it was just, uh, a possible match. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it. Yeah, and so that's, that's basically the, the things with the full feminino. It's going the same way. We are still waiting. Because supposedly next week or the other week, I don't have the, the, the dates on, on hand, they're going to be the, the first preliminary um, reports of FIFA about the, the probably um, candidacy to host the next World Cup, Women's World mm-hmm. Cup. And if you remember correctly, Argentina yep. is one of the, the proposed uh, nations to do that. Good luck with because there's a little bit going on, we discussed this about Colombia mm. giving the final for the Copa Sudamericana, uh, sorry, the Copa America, and Bolivia, Colombia, and Brazil backing up uh, Argentina actually in, instead of going on with this, the, the, the bidding to, to host the tournament. Mm. That's going to be really tough because Australia is doing really well. Uh, with the, they actually have already a, a site a website running up and, and a lot of backing up of the of the professional players, so that's going to be tough for Argentina to to beat, and they do have stadiums and infrastructure to do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but, but maybe you know you you never know. Maybe the the, the goals of Rondona is going to do something about it. <laughs> we shall see. Moving on to listeners' questions. Uh, Since Tony mentioned it, should we just? Very quickly, go over the Copa America draw. Oh, go on then. There was a, a, a draw off the top of our heads. It was it yeah, was, a draw was, in inverted commas. The, the, so the, the draw was already decided. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think I can do this off the top of my head. Uh, it was going to be it's two groups of six teams each. Yeah, indeed. North and, and south. And north and south, south, as Tony says. So basically, we already knew that Argentina's group was going to include Chile, Uruguay, Paraguay, Bolivia, Brazil. Bolivia, no, Brazil, Brazil is in the north. Bolivia, sorry. That was what I was struggling to remember, whether Brazil was in North or South. Uh, and then the other one was going to be Colombia, who were the other host nation, of course, along with Peru, Ecuador, Venezuela, and Brazil. And so the draw, actually, um, was just deciding whether the two guest nations, Aquata and, is it Australia? Australia, Australia. yes. Um, were going to be put into which group. Well, maybe, and then obviously also decided... Maybe Argentina will... They drew the teams into their positions yeah. so that we know now that Argentina will play Chile in the opening group yes. stage. Group game, sorry. Uh, in the Monumental. Um, which we didn't know before because it hadn't been drawn. But, yeah, basically, 
Australia are in the southern group and Quata are in the northern group. So Quata go to Colombia, Australia go to Argentina. Neither team has to swap hemispheres. So that's nice and easy to remember. This is good, yeah. I'm glad they respect Maybe Argentina fans or or the Mafia is going to kidnap the the Australian players to to have the World Cup. I already know that. I've talked to uh, a few Australian people and they're planning to come out here. Oh, that's that's nice. For the Copa America. We'll have to see if Aussie Dan makes it. He did mention to me that if uh, Argentina are drawn in the same group as Australia... He would make the effort to try and oh, nice. make a comeback. Yeah, so. I, I saw him talking to a couple of people on Twitter right after the draw, and I think it looks unlikely, but I'm fingers crossed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it would be fun because also, it's just occurred to me that in fact Peru do have to switch hemispheres, as do most of Brazil because most of them yeah, are in the southern indeed. hemisphere. But, but Peru is in the southern hemisphere and are playing in the northern group. Yeah, so it would be fun because every time, at least in in that matter, every time they're an Australian or New Zealand team from 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 rugby when they come to, to see the super super rugby teams they're a lot of fun so yes. they're the funny people they, they love to they play are funny. Yeah. indeed so now moving on to Lister's questions Perfect Tommy says do you see Gachardo moving on from River at the end of this year? as we said not the end of this year but at the end of this season I would say European season I would put it at yeah. 70% yes for yeah me, me too Andres I don't think so. Also, also, you you would have to see if he has an offer from Barcelona instead of I know Getafe. I don't think he's going to move to Getafe. Yeah. What <laughs> that actually just... happens with one of these big jobs? Yeah. These PSG maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to see. Man United. Little Bird <laughs> says, given the rumours, do you genuinely believe Barcelona would be a tempting proposition for Gachardo, considering his pretty clear distaste of off-pitch drama, of which Barcelona have seemed full for the last several years. I mean, yeah, it's Barcelona. Um, yes. It's I the mean, pinnacle of anyone's coaching also, career to, to also, coach who, Barcelona. Who, who's gonna, I mean, who Barcelona is going gonna, is gonna to pursue? Yeah. Who else is going to be there? I mean, yeah. He plays the football, Barcelona. I like. agree. I don't think he so. He speaks the language. He's got a good relationship with Messi, by all accounts. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems mutually beneficial. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to get Pochettino because, by all accounts, he's, it's actually, he's quite fond of Espanol. And, and Madrid. And, and, and he said that he will never uh, coach either Barcelona or Arsenal. So, yeah. Mm. Um, estudiantes in English, mm. which reminds me. A. Ah, oh, congratulations, Estudiantes. Yes. A. They've actually we, finally we, moved we into have, the stadium. We have a new uh, member of, of the English language um, Twitter. Um, account world Estudiantes in English which is EDLP English um, get on them if you want news about Estudiantes and B we completely forgot to mention Estudiantes have played their first game in their lion infested um, stadium yes. uh, so congratulations to Estudiantes also congratulations for signing Macherano oh yeah mm-hmm. Javier Macherano is in La Plata will be presented on Tuesday. Um, the, the, the man who said quite recently, I don't think I can do a job at River anymore, so I'm not even going to dream about signing for them. I think he's right. Yeah. He's going to be playing in the Super League. It's a fair assessment. Anyway, Estudiantes in English says, six points separate the top 11 clubs in the Super Liga. Have you ever known it to be this close, this far into a season? We are, let's remember, 15 games in. Uh, and why do you think it's happened? Does it show that the league is stronger or weaker than recent years weaker definitely weaker. it's been absolutely dreadful this season um, I mentioned just after Racing's draw on, on Twitter like as I said I, I looked at the league and I couldn't believe this terrible terrible team 
was um, at that time in third place, yeah. three points away from the summit. It's just been they've all been crap, apart from River at times. But I, River have been, had. Well, I was going to uh, say, I think it, most, it mostly shows in, the, in terms of the mm. top eleven separated by six sides. It mostly shows that River have been very distracted mm. because if they've been fully concentrated, oh, they've been yeah. seventeen <laughs> points clear. Yeah, yeah. There might be a gap of six points between second and eleven. Yeah, but River would be. I think the damning thing is no team has taken more than two points a game. Another, another way to look. Only at one it. has scored more than two goals yeah. Yeah. that's another, terrible another way to look at it it's Boca Boca is not a good team no. won a lot of local tournaments lately just because they have enough good players to make a difference in yeah. their own instead of being a team So yeah. and Argentinos yeah. I mean they've they've given a good account of themselves but their main fo- their main target man is 70 years old <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't get us wrong it's, it's concerningly entertaining yeah. uh, there are plenty of, of very watchable games each mm. weekend uh, but it's not necessarily for the quality at but if, if you compare it to definitely even just a couple of seasons I mean in the last few seasons we've had some always the, the bottom teams are always awful especially yeah. since the league expanded and you've yes. got too many sides in the top five I mean even last season we had Racing playing very well defensively exactly, yeah. playing really well the top four Tigre, five who came season, through, yeah. were playing really decent football yeah. Yeah. maybe around 2006 it was the last time there were enough good teams to make a, an effort between yeah. River a bit of Boca and then I remember one Lens, season so. yeah I remember one season as well I think it was 2013 the Apertura where there were about four teams that went into the last day with title chances and San Lorenzo won it in the end yeah but it was a dreadful season because San Lorenzo won it with something like 32 points from 19 games yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and all four teams lost on the on the last day yeah. to leave San Lorenzo as the winners it was diabolical but the, the excuse of, of saying yes we play Copa Libertadores that's why we can't pay attention to Superliga it's no it's all it's all because with the new but now the Libertadores is year long yes now yes. it's annual so it's uh, yeah. you don't have a lot of matches one uh, each week and, and the other week and the other week it's you February to November and you have plenty of time to to, yeah. to schedule. Yes. So uh, yes, it has to do with the performances. I think. Estudiantes yeah. uh, in English also says, "Who are the young players, if any, who you are most excited about? Any club, any position?" I like Almada. Yeah, it's an easy choice. But then you take Almada. Ah, yes. But then you have a, a good a work. By Heinze and the uh, and yeah. youth team in Vélez, they they constantly give a new player because they they, they sold someone to an Espanol and I don't remember the Vargas. Roberto. Ah, Vargas. Vargas. They sold Vargas and they replaced them with some some young people and they're doing quite well. I, I like I yeah. like Vélez. There's a few interesting ones like Julian Alvarez in, in I was, River. I was going to say Julian Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Almendra is yeah. apparently being turned into a. Um, into a holding midfielder now with Boca and he's looked pretty yeah, good there okay. as well yeah I, I, I don't think they are too too young but uh, I think they are uh, showing that they could be uh, decent players for uh, small teams or not the biggest team mm-hmm. like uh, well the one you we mentioned before and Nahuel Bustos the yeah. Sheriff's appearance the Sheriff's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gaich is doing quite he's, well lately he's good on the weekend now he's actually yeah. got a run in the team yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we were talking before I went away about uh, why hasn't he quite hit the ground running? Somebody wrote in and said, you know, he's not mm. done quite as well as you would have expected given his performance in the Sudamericano in January, but he spent so much time away with Argentina under 20s yes. and Argentina under 23s um, that he never really got a run in the San Lorenzo side. And I think mm. now that he has done, 
and uh, if that continues obviously in what like two weeks time we've got the summer break coming up <laughs> so <we're not> <laughs> yeah, yeah he's not going to get much time but it, it's going to be a but the talent is there so yeah uh, Ronnie Mazumda says who is the favourite to become Boca manager I've heard Palermo's name what are the chances of him getting in that position uh, so I mean That'd be very strange to see Raquelme hire Palermo, given that they never, they didn't even speak to each other when they were when they were playing colleagues. Is, it was famously they never exchanged a word off the yeah. pitch. Is there a favourite to become Boca manager prior to the election taking place? I mean, it, we kind of know who's going to win, but at the same time, yeah. we don't really. Yeah. Raquelme says that he has his candidate, he has his choice lined up already, and on Monday, if he wins the elections, he will reveal it. But being Juan Román Riquelme, he's not saying an awful lot about who it is. So No, you won't tell anyone until Monday. Uh-huh. But apparently the name is there. I haven't got a Scooby-Doo who it is, I, but... Can, can, I, can, I, can I think of someone just because it's Riquelme? Pickerman? I think Pickerman? Pickerman? That would be very would interesting. Be, yes. That would be a... They have a good relationship. Bomb. But surely he would have dropped that before the elections to get people excited. Maybe right? they don't want to because they know the... Maybe. Well, I don't that know. that oh. would be a big... Other than big move, other than yeah. obviously Argentinos Juniors, is Peckerman particularly linked with any club? No, but yes, to Riquelme. So, yeah, but with any club rather than any individual, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just Argentinos and yeah. Riquelme, really, isn't yeah. it? Right? Uh, Ronnie also says, if Gachardo moves away, who do you see as Rivers' next manager? I'm going to say, Cover? coming out of left field, <laughs> Enzo Perez. Enzo Perez. Enzo Perez, not maybe next manager, but I do. It's a good excuse to say his post-match interview after the Libertadores mm. final, um, and also Felipe Luis's. Uh, both of them, they were interviewed one after the other, and I thought while watching both of them, this guy's a potential future manager, particularly mm. Perez, because having just played a game um, with the emotion of what had happened and everything, uh, and having been right down in the middle of it, he gave an interview and an opinion of the game which was as if. He had been watching the whole thing from a director's box while mm. sipping a nice cold glass of water um, really? and typing notes into his laptop. It, 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 like his his analysis of what had just happened <laughs> in it's, such a heated situation yeah. as well seemed to be just so cool. I was like, this guy's going to go into management when he's finished, and if he doesn't, then it's going to be a, a loss to management because that was how. Clear. I remember him doing it a few times in the past when I've actually paid attention to plus, uh, to post match interviews. Um, but in that particular situation, I was like, if you can give an interview that cool, mm. given what must be going through his head right now, like five minutes after the full-time whistle, if that, mm. um, then yeah, he's got to go into coaching. But mm-hmm. as to who Rivers' actual next manager is, yeah. <laughs> 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 Why not? Yeah. Uh, that, that, will, that will be difficult to predict. Almeida possibly, now he's got a bit more and he he just said not just but he said before that he won't be again at River as a coach. Right. Uh, that he went he was when he, when River was in the National Bay and this is it. I, yeah. I I don't want to not, not because he hasn't won so but it was enough. Uh, yeah. uh, so I don't know. Uh, Poncio I think will be closer uh, talking about player, talking about players that are already playing, um, could be potential. Yeah. As as he's closer to the retirement than Enzo Perez. Well, would it be fun to? Now it's, to... it's going to be a real surprise when Mortasa Merla comes back, right? <laughs> <laughs> would it would it be fun to to have a, a team in the Superliga with a player manager? 
Yes, that was super fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronnie's other question, he's managed to fit three questions into one tweet. This is quite impressive. Uh, does, <laughs> does Mascherano's comeback, um, is Mascherano's comeback seen as a huge thing in Argentina? Eh, meh. No. It's, if, I mean, it's Mascherano, but it's been four years, years ago that it would have been. Yeah, if it went to massive. River. If it went to River, yeah, or so, yeah. to River yeah. We'll have to see. I mean, he won't be playing until February, right? So. Hmm. Maybe then we shall see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Liam Kelly, who is no relation to me, says, "Welcome back, gents. Hope you had a good holiday, Sam. I did, thank you." Northwestern Argentina, which, in spite of having been had Argentina as part of my life for the last sixteen years, I've never been to. It's amazing. It it's is. spectacularly it's, it's, beautiful. It's, 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 Seriously, really uh, well. go. Um, so Liam's question is: Just seen Independiente's new shirt. I don't know whether it's been mentioned. He's talking about Independiente's new change shirt, mm. by the way. I yep. don't know if it's been mentioned or answered before, but is there a link with Independiente and Scotland? I did the research. Just there stupid? is. I, I did the research. Well. Uh, oh, you reckon there is, Dan? I'm intrigued. There is. Yes. There is. We, me and Tony found it out. From uh, my uh, bit of research, I don't think there's an actual link between the club and Scotland. Not, not directly. Not directly. Please but tell. Independiente, f- first and foremost, most of the white or blue shirts that Independiente used from the 90s mm. to now use the first or third crest which is basically a, a, a rectangle with the, the EFC and it's the St. Andrew's Cross the South yeah. the South yeah. yes. yes. thank you good. but Independiente chose to uh, use that as the first crest in their history because they want to make homage to the St. Andrew's School mm-hmm. that is in Olivos, in the northern part of uh, the Gran Buenos Aires, which is obviously tied to an, it's a Scotland, um, uh, Scottish uh, school. And so their school was the first, they were the first league champions. They were the yes. first league champions, so they, make an, uh, they, they, they do a, a bit of an homage to them. So basically... So the answer is... There is no link between independent directly and no, but indirectly they kind of do. Just went, oh, this is a bit, yeah, let's play. But their badge is the Scottish flag. It's like it's yeah, it's, it's like no, independent are using the red because Manchester United. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So in other words, Liam, no, there is no link. But in spite of that fact, no, you're not being stupid. Um, <laughs> so congratulations. Yes. Uh, we then got a response from Nate Cubetta, which I'm going to read out. Nate's response It's not a question, uh, but Nate replied to Liam when when I retweeted this on the Handlebar account and said. The release video had some kind of old-timey card game happening, which just added to the confusion. I responded to Nate uh, from the Handapod account saying, Right, look, I can't see what's old-timey about the card game. It looks like a perfectly normal game of cards to me. And he's responded with, the, the, basically one of them is wearing like a slightly Peaky Blinders kind of hat in it, which is a bit weird. Yeah, I think um, that's it. But what I will say is, when you finish listening to this episode, get onto YouTube and look up Independiente's kit release video because it is hysterically bad it's just it's absolutely awful and very 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 funny as a result um, look it up and our final question from the week comes from River Plate in English who says oh if I'm not too late to the party which you're not what format will Argentine domestic football take after the current Superliga and Copa de la Superliga are done is not it known yet not even Tapia knows to which I'm no going to respond Tom You've been living here for some time. You should know it isn't done yet. Come on. No. Obviously not. Not, not even Tapia knows. What we know is that there are going to be 23 teams in next year's Superliga. There are going to be yeah, three teams Why? relegated, two teams promoted. Because they decided to slow down 
the rate at which teams were relegated and promoted to shrink the league. Why? In return for shrinking the Superliga to 20, 20 teams by 2024 rather than to 22 teams by next season. Um, so we're getting three down, three down and two up, sorry, for the next couple of seasons until we're down to 20 teams. Um, so presumably next season, one of the formats that we do already know, and if there are going to be 23 teams, is that one team is going to have to sit out each weekend. That's true, yes. But that's all we know. There's going yes. to be a Superliga. There's presumably going to be a Copa de la Superliga because the other, it just hasn't occurred to them that you can fit 46 weeks into a season. They've never heard of the English Or 44 next season, for instance. Or 44 next season, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, basically, they've never heard of the Championship in England, which has the same number of teams as the current yeah. Superliga, but somehow can't fit them all into a home and away system. And that's all we know. Uh, the, the, the leaders of the Nacional is Atlanta? Atlanta is doing well. Yes, they are top of the Primer, Primera Nacional Group A. Cool. Okay, I want yes. to do. There we go. Well, that. Um, that doesn't guarantee promotion, of course. But because Argentina, you know. This has been a long episode, and so I don't think I'm going to do Mystic Sound this week. Mm. Um, Controversial. Unless any of you have particularly strong opinions on it. No, uh, not it, Partly, I have to admit because I have a, a fair bit of proofreading work to do tomorrow. Uh, and this is Mystic Sam although it's like two minutes at the end of the podcast sometimes it adds a surprising amount of time to the editing process Um, so there's no Mystic Sam this week that will be back next week when I've been able to watch this weekend's games and have an idea of how everyone's playing so for now we're off to record Handapod Extra for our beautiful and very generous uh, Patreon supporters if you want to be one of those Patreon supporters and get extra content each month then you can go over to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com, slash handofpod, and you can sign up to give us money. Um, and in return, we will talk at you for a bit longer about yeah. stuff. We do mm. historical things. I've no idea what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. If there, hopefully there's a classic on this weekend, and then we can give you histories of a couple of clubs. Um, but anyway, uh, for now, thank you very much indeed for listening. It's good to be back, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks and goodbye from Tony. Goodbye. From English Dan. Goodbye and thank you very much for listening. From Andres. Thank you, goodbye. And from me, and since I didn't say it a few weeks ago, thank you for supporting us for nine whole years and counting. Mm -hmm. Here is to a tenth. Bye for now.